If you have a story you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please go to AsTheRavenDreams.com and click the button to submit your story. Also, if the platform you're listening on has the option to rate this podcast, please consider doing so. And thank you. I have a weird experience that may have been a glitch, or it may have been me losing my mind and my brain causing me to hallucinate. Though I'm medically fine and I'm not on anything that would cause hallucinations or anything like that, so I'm not sure that that's what happened. In my house, we have a set of chores for our two kids that they are expected to do after they finish their schoolwork. We don't just make them do all the work. We have our own names on the chore list and we rotate things accordingly. So, all of the housework is split out fairly and evenly. My kids are both teenagers, so I guess part of me just thought that having a structure in our home for the work, and including ourselves in it, would show that we as a family all work together to get things done. So far, it's worked. They've been decently receptive to the idea, and I think it helps to demonstrate that we're all in this together. This week, it was my son, Danny's, turn to do the dishes in the evening. We have a dishwasher, and we run it every two days, sometimes three, depending on how many dishes we use and how long it takes to fill it. But we also sometimes hand wash small things like forks or cups as well, just because it's quicker to wash and dry them and put them away for reuse. On this night in particular, I was needing a spoon so that I could stir my tea. I opened the drawer to get one, and when I did, I noticed that the utensil drawer was rather empty, much to my disappointment. I grabbed my spoon, walked over to the dishwasher and opened it, and, as I anticipated, it was full. Like, completely full to the maximum capacity, including a number of utensils. Just to be sure, I pulled one of the plates from the rack and looked at it, and it was definitely dirty. This was really upsetting to me, as my son has been better about doing his chores than even myself. He was always on top of them, and he'd been pretty good about getting everything done when necessary, so... To have him slacking was, like I said, upsetting. I went up to his room and I knocked on his door to ask them about them. I mentioned that it was his week to do the dishes, and he just said, yeah. I then mentioned that that included the dishwasher, and he once again agreed. He seemed confused as to why I was mentioning all this, and I basically just said, the dishwasher is packed full, Danny. Why didn't you run it? He just kind of stared at me confused and then said, I did. I ran it and emptied it when I got home from school this afternoon. I told him that it was packed full and that the dishes were dirty so that there was no way he could have run it. I then told him to come with me so we could check. He got up and went down to the kitchen. I opened the dishwasher to show him that it was still full and... Much to my surprise, 
it was completely empty. I did a double take and then a triple take to make sure that I wasn't about to pass out. That dishwasher was full just a few moments earlier, when I looked. It was full to the brim, and the dishes were all dirty. Yet, now, when I was trying to talk to my son about how he didn't do his chores, and when I told him that it was full, it wasn't. I had no idea what to say or do in this situation, He was obviously expecting me to say something about the fact that I had pretty much lied to him about this whole situation. I obviously had to just accept that I was losing my mind, and I apologized to him. I told him that I was obviously going crazy because he had definitely done what he was asked to, and I thanked him for being so diligent. He accepted the apology slash gratitude and went back up to his room to do whatever he was doing. As soon as he walked away, I checked the dishwasher again. Then, I checked the utensil drawer, and it was full. I then went over to the plates and checked those, and they were all there, including the one that I swear I pulled out to look at. I have no idea how this all happened, Either my son is able to manipulate the Matrix to do what he wants it to, or I am seriously losing my mind. I guess another possibility is that I was in a timeline where he didn't do the dishes, and somehow as I was climbing up the stairs, I ended up in one where he did. I will say though, if this was me shifting timelines, this was an incredibly boring cause for me to shift. I recently got into reading about glitches in the Matrix, and from there I found your podcast, and I think that when I was a kid, I actually experienced a glitch myself. Back then it was just weird, but as I was reading about things and listening to people tell these stories, it occurred to me that my, wow, that was kind of weird, moment may have actually been something a lot more than just that. Obviously, when I was a kid, I mentioned this to my parents, but they just chalked it up to me being a creative child, and having an overactive imagination, and of course they dismissed me. Anyways, when this happened, I was in the 6th grade, so it was a pretty long time ago. I don't want to put my age out there and feel old, so... I'll just say that it was well over a decade ago, and leave it there. At my elementary school, we had two classrooms for the 6th graders. There was Mr. Andrew's class, which was my class, and then there was Ms. Kelly's classroom. Each class had around 20 or so kids in it, and being in 6th grade, and at the end of our elementary school journey... They were putting us through some pretty interesting subjects and teaching us a lot about the world. One of these subjects was world culture. I actually remember the classes pretty well, and they were some of the most interesting classes that we got to do. So, to explain the basics of what the lessons were, Mr. Andrew's class got to learn about Japan and Russia, but what was most fun was that When we finished the lesson about Japan, 
we got to switch classes with Miss Kelly's room, and she taught us about Australia and China. So, we learned about Japan in our normal room, and then moved to Kelly's class to learn about Australia. Then we went back to our normal room to learn about Russia, and then back to Kelly's for the lesson about China. It was really fun, and it was super cool to take the week in another classroom. Being a kid, it was just fun to spend a week in another teacher's room, I guess. And during the Australian lesson was when my glitch actually happened. During the week of the Australia lesson, I repeated a day. I know that sounds really uninformative, but there was a day during that week where we learned about the wildlife of Australia. I loved the lessons, and obviously we learned about kangaroos, as stereotypical as that sounds. I love kangaroos. To me, they are one of the coolest animals out there. We talked about them, spiders, birds, and tons of other things that lived in Australia. During the lesson, Miss Kelly would pause and ask random questions to see if we knew the answer, like little pop quiz type questions. I didn't know anything about Australia prior to the lesson, beyond that kangaroos lived there, and I learned that from our local zoo. So... We got through the lesson, and I learned a lot during that day. But then, the next day when I got to school, when we got to Miss Kelly's room, she started teaching us about the animals again. It was the exact same lesson as the day prior, from literally the first part of the lesson about kangaroos to the insects and the birds. It was really weird because I knew every single thing that she was going to say, and I answered every single question that she had correctly. It got to the point where she actually asked me if I had learned about Australia in the past, and I couldn't answer her. I wanted to say, yeah, you told us about all of this yesterday, but for some reason, I couldn't. I literally could not tell her that this day was a repeat of the day prior. It was so bizarre how this had repeated, and I just could not tell her anything about it. I sort of nodded and smiled and kept going with the lesson, basically telling her about what she was teaching us. When I got home, like I mentioned, I told my parents about it, but they just kind of laughed at me and told me that I was just imagining the whole thing. What was weird is, I'm not sure if I had physically relived the day, and we spent six days in class that week, or if it was just in my head that I relived it. But I definitely recall the entire lesson happening twice, and me knowing every single thing that she was saying. It was super weird for me, and I have no explanation for it. Hopefully, people will find this entertaining, if nothing else, because, to me, it was just awkward as hell. If anyone has ever had anything like this happen to them, I would love to hear it, and hopefully they'll send it your way, because this event was the strangest thing that I have ever experienced.
my wife and I frequently go to a nearby national wildlife refuge where we walk our dogs. As we were driving, we saw an animal run across the road about 10 feet in front of us. We were going pretty slow because it's common to see wildlife along the road. I expected it to be a bird as there are pheasants and grouse in the area, but when I looked at its head, it didn't have a beak. It was smooth and rounded at the mouth. I looked over its body, but I didn't see any feathers. I looked at its tail because that would be a dead giveaway, but there were no feathers and the tail tapered to a tip. The tail was about as long as the rest of its body, and it ran with its head in line with its tail. I didn't see any indication of wings along its body. It then ran into some tall grass. I didn't say anything because I had to have seen that wrong, right? But then my wife said something along the lines of, Did you see what I think I just saw? And I responded, Was that a small dinosaur? We described it back and forth to each other. We both agreed it was a darkish brown color. She immediately noticed the lack of feathers, but she also said that she saw no wings, and that it had little arms bent in front of its body. It was maybe two feet long. We both are knowledgeable when it comes to wild animals and species identification, as it is a hobby of ours, and one of the reasons we frequent the refuge. I've had an intense interest of animals ever since I was a small child, and I cannot explain what we saw. Every time we drive in that spot, I remember vividly what I saw. We both agree that if the other hadn't been there, then we would have thought we were going insane. I think to some degree I think I must have because there's no logical explanation that I can come up with. I've looked at so many photos of various birds and lizard species, and there's just no way. I've tried to convince myself that I saw something else, but there's nothing that comes close enough. If anyone else has had a similar experience, I would love to know. The only thing that we can come up with is that there was a glitch in the timeline, and I guess that somehow a species of dinosaur survived mass extinction and has remained unchanged and undetected until now, which sounds even more unlikely than a glitch. Edit. This post received more engagement than I was expecting, so I'll try to answer questions the best I can. First off, yes, I am aware that it's most likely that particularly small dinosaurs had feathers, but that isn't what I saw, and I'm not going to give an inaccurate report to make it sound more believable. I was aware of the dinosaur feather situation well before I saw this creature. It doesn't change what I slash we saw. I didn't post this looking to solve the answer of what I saw. I don't think there is any explanation we can get, except maybe once we die, if you believe in that sort of thing. This was at least two years ago. I stumbled upon this subreddit yesterday, and I thought, hmm, maybe my dinosaur sighting fits here, 
and I thought that maybe some people would be intrigued. So, this story is about 20 years old now. I'm 40, and was 20 at the time. I remember it very clearly, as does my mother. We were on a trip from Utah to California, passing into San Diego. The trip has an overpass that we pass under, and we have made this trip a thousand times over the course of my life. We always use that overpass to signify the start or end of the trip, depending on which way we are going. So, this trip had been... grueling. We had a lot of car trouble, and had been harassed by the California border, because they caught us with ferrets once a few years earlier, so they regularly demand to search our car in case we were smuggling wild animals. With that in mind, we were ready to get home. It was hitting sunset as we approached the city. We passed under the landmark overpass and my mom sighed and said, We're home. And I cheered and we went back to listening to music. It usually took about 45 minutes from the overpass to get to our doorstep. After roughly half an hour of driving, we both started getting really confused. We were passing under freeways that we would not normally pass under. I started looking around to see if we missed something, when my mom said, What is that? And I saw something to this day that makes my head dizzy when I think too hard about it. The buildings around us were crumbling, and the freeways over us had, like, vines and stuff hanging from them. I audibly gasped, and my mom just started saying, What the f- What the hell? What the f- Then, it was dark, and we were on the freeway, and we were passing under the overpass. Except we were going the wrong way, heading out of the city instead of coming in. My mom freaked out. We pulled over and started freaking out. I couldn't even think clearly. We were both just unable to cope with what we had just seen, or where we were. We realized we were missing a couple of hours, and she eventually just said that it was a shared hallucination, and that she had been driving in a daze because of the long day. To this day, we cannot explain what we saw or justify how we ended up on the freeway heading out of the city. I recently brought it up to my mother, and she got really quiet and said that she remembered. She told me what she remembered, which matched my memories, and wouldn't talk about it further. She refused to speculate or discuss it any further than the cold hard fact of, this happened, this is what happened, and that's it. It was probably the craziest glitch I've ever seen. I just thought I would share it. Take it as you will. Or don't. It doesn't matter to me. When I, 30, female, was around 22, I had been very close to one of my friends. For sake of ease, let's call him Chris, 
Of course, his name is changed for this story. Chris and I were pretty much besties at this point. We graduated together and hung out almost daily. Chris, over the course of a few months, had developed a problem with substance abuse, K2, Spice, or otherwise fake MJ. He would use it daily. Whilst gaming, he decided that he wanted to do it as usual. I politely declined and told him that stuff would kill him. And I watched over him as he rode this abuse out. Now... While Chris was in this state of mind, he would get very out of it. In essence, falling asleep standing, nearly collapsing, speaking so incoherently you'd not be able to make out a single word, and the rare but terrifying occasionally stopping breathing. I made sure to watch him until he came down, but I needed to leave. I asked him not to smoke again until I was able to hang around, and of course he agreed but didn't follow through. Roughly two hours go by, and I got a phone call from Chris's mother. I felt my heart drop into my stomach and my throat tightened. When I answered, I was told that Chris had a really bad seizure, and they had found him with the pipe still in hand. They guessed that when he stood up to try to get help, He fell and cracked his head on the table that he was sitting at, and he had passed. I dropped everything I was doing right then. I got in my car and I drove to his house. When I got there, there were no signs of any kind that anything was amiss. I went and knocked on the door, noting that his mom's car was gone. When the door opened, my blood ran cold. Chris was standing there pipe in hand, and he simply asked, Hey, what's up? I thought you'd be gone the rest of the day. I went in with him, and I explained everything through sobs, and I asked him if he would switch from the synthetic stuff to real. Don't judge me. I knew that he wouldn't flat out quit. He did agree to that. To this day, I don't know what happened. My phone even still had the call from his mom, even though she swore she never called me. Her phone didn't have any outgoing calls. The logical explanation would be that she was worried and made a really messed up fake call to make me go check on him, but she didn't know that he was using the synthetic stuff. Regardless of if anyone believes this, it is still one of the worst things I have ever felt and by far one of the strangest glitches I have experienced. I have a few others, but nothing else that's this wild. This happened yesterday, and I'm still feeling extremely confused as nothing like this has happened to me before. These days... I rarely take public transport, but I had a customer meeting at City Center that is more convenient to get there by commuter train than trying to find a parking spot with a car. So, after the meeting was over, I was taking the train back. Just a side note, previously, I didn't have a car at all, so I know all of the stations on the line very well. For the story... 
I name the stations just as A, B, and C. C is my alighting station. A and B are the preceding stations. I was sitting next to two women, and the train had stopped at station A. They said to each other that the next station would be station B, and that would be their stop. I was thinking that it's a really cool station. It's a tunnel with some nice wall murals. It's the only tunnel station on the line, so it's easy to recognize. So, we continue in to B station, and the two women as well as a bunch of other people get off, and some new people enter the train car. The train leaves towards station C, and I know it takes about five minutes until that station, so I'm just waiting for my station, not paying much attention to anything. Until the PA system of the train announces that the next stop is station B. I check the next station screen on the end of the train corridor, and it also reads station B. First, I thought that the PA system was malfunctioning, but when I look out the window, we are actually approaching station B, and we're definitely moving forward, not reversing. I'm really confused at this point, and I see that there is another man sitting adjacent to me, also looking very puzzled as well. The train stops at station B, and again, some people get on and some get off the train. No, the two women had not respond or anything, and as far as I can tell, no other passengers near me had changed since we left station B the first time. The next leg, to station C, goes without incident, and when I'm getting off, I can see the other man is looking still very confused. After I got home, I tried to make sense of it, but I can't. I have so many questions. One thing I remarked when I left for the meeting in the morning was that all of the trains going to the city center were about five minutes late. So, had this been happening already then? And why did some people get off on the second time we arrived at the station? Why didn't they get off on the first time? And since at least one other passenger noticed something weird happening, it wasn't just me. How many others noticed or were affected? Many were fixed on their phones, so maybe they didn't even pay attention to what happened. For some background, my best friend, Jay, and I lived together about three or four years, maybe. We're basically brothers. We lived across the street from each other since we were born. We joke around a lot, talk smack, prank each other. But there are times that we are serious, and we never lie to each other outside of jokes or pranks. This was definitely not a prank or a joke because it would make no sense, and it wouldn't be funny. And to be honest, it would be quite difficult to pull off for no payoff. So, we're living in a typical suburban house in California, north of the Bay Area. There's nothing strange about the house or area. I have the master, and he lives in the front room of the house, which means that he uses the guest bathroom and has to walk to it from his room. It's a weekend mid-morning, 
and he's getting ready to head to his shop, and I'm walking out of my room, meandering down the hallway towards his bathroom, about 20 feet, and we're just talking while he's putting his shoes on. He goes to put his left shoe on, but has to hang on to something because he has a big gut. He reached up with his left hand and grabs the towel rod. It's a cheap metal pole, and is trying to put his left shoe on leaning forward. He yanks too hard on the pole a few times, and his left shoulder hits the edge of the open door and falls to the ground. I don't remember if I heard the pole hit the ground or anything like that. I was focused on him, and he was just half yelling and moaning, Ah, dude, what the hell? Piece of crap towel rack, this house sucks. Etc. He slowly picks himself up off the floor, and after I get done laughing and making fun of him, he's looking around for the towel rod that he yanked off the wall. I see him slowly getting more and more confused every second. Finally, I ask him if he's going to fix it, and he says, Yeah, dude, but I don't know where the rod is. I'm kind of in disbelief at how stupid he is, and I say it's behind the door, man. What are you talking about? Mind you, I was watching him the whole time. All he did was get up between his fall and his search. He invites me to look, and it's a tiny bathroom with nothing in it. He basically treated the house like a hotel, so all he had was a towel and a toothbrush, plus other minor things in the cabinets. I take a look, and all I see is the floor vent behind the door and nothing else. The rod was gone. Vanished. There were no cracks, no holes. I tried to lift the vent cover up, but it was sealed to the flooring, and the duct was too small and turned too soon for a rod to fall in. Still, he opened the cabinets, looked in the tub, checked places that made no sense simply because what had just occurred made no sense. Like normal people, we just shrugged it off and chucked it up as being one of those times when you drop a small screw or something, and you just never find it again. Or it turns up in the vacuum. But I still think about it to this day, and cannot explain what happened to this three-foot metal rod that seemed to have just stopped existing. I know I made this post long, but I feel like it's important for the readers to understand how impossible it would have been for this thing to just disappear. Not to mention, I experienced it with my buddy, so I know that I am not crazy. As a side note, we weren't under any influences, no drugs, no alcohol, and not tired. I've had similar experiences before. Objects as large as a key or a pencil falling onto wood laminate flooring in empty rooms with nowhere to go bouncing just out of sight. Hearing them settle, and then never finding them. I have a thing that happened when I was a kid that some people may not consider a glitch, but it was really weird and it definitely seems like it was, in fact, a glitch in reality. Something happened and I cannot explain it, so I'm submitting it and if you think it's a glitch or glitch-worthy, then you're free to use it. 
This happened back when I was eight years old, and it was during the summer, so I was out of school and had a lot of time to do whatever I wanted to do. My dad stayed home during the summer while my mom worked, and he typically had the late shift. So, he would go in when she was getting home. That way, somebody was always there to watch me. On the day that this happened, my dad was asleep pretty late in the day, and I had gotten up pretty early and had jumped straight on to my Nintendo 64. I wasn't supposed to spend the whole day playing it, but no one was really watching me closely, so I decided that I was going to play it until my dad got up, and then figure out something else to do. Like I mentioned, I had been up pretty early and my dad was going to sleep until noon at the latest, so I had a few hours. I put in Glover and was playing through the levels, and when I looked over at the clock, I noticed that it was already noon. I decided to just go ahead and shut it off just in case my dad did get up, and then went and made myself a sandwich. After eating it, I was sitting there watching TV, just kind of waiting for my dad to get up, and getting bored with watching daytime television. After about 20 or so minutes... I started dozing off and decided that I wanted to take a nap, so I put my head down on the couch and dozed off. This is where things ended on my side, because I was obviously asleep. When I finally woke up, I got off the couch and walked into the kitchen and was surprised to see my mom at the table on the phone. I didn't realize that my nap had been so long that she had gotten home, She hung up the phone while staring at me like she was confused as soon as she saw me. I said hi and asked her what was wrong, and she started asking me where I was, what I'd been doing, and several other questions. I told her that I was asleep on the couch, and she said that that was impossible, and told me that I needed to tell her where I was. I kept telling her the same thing, that I was sleeping on the couch because it was the truth. That's where I had been the whole time. To keep this story fairly short and explain what happened, my dad woke up, and when he did, he couldn't find me. He looked throughout the house, and I was apparently nowhere to be found. He said that he looked in my bedroom, the living room, upstairs, and even in the basement, and he could not find me. He then called my friends that lived on my street to see if I had gone to their houses, and obviously I wasn't there. He called my mom and told her that I was seemingly missing, and she rushed home from work. When she saw me just walk into the kitchen like nothing had occurred, she was shocked. She had also checked all the rooms of the house, the yard, the shed, everything, and she had no idea where I was. It was the weirdest thing because they were within minutes of calling the police and reporting me as missing, but the whole time I was asleep on the couch in the next room. I wasn't covered up, I wasn't wearing something that would cause me to camouflage, and the room wasn't dark. Neither of my parents could find me, and I was right there. It was almost as if I just didn't exist. Now, I guess it's possible that they both could have somehow overlooked me on the couch, 
but it would be really weird to think that two adults could just not see a kid lying on the couch in the middle of a living room for multiple hours to the point that they were about to call the police. It almost seemed like I just disappeared from existence for a few hours and then came back whenever I woke up. The other day, I had a glitch, or something like a glitch, happen at work, and it was either a really weird and crazy coincidence, or the Matrix duplicated an NPC for me to talk to. I work at a local shop that sells used clothing, kind of like one of those bigger name thrift shops, except we operate locally and we only have the one physical location. Because of this, we get quite a few regulars that come in, and I've gotten to know some of those people. This glitch actually involves one of our regular shoppers, a nice guy named Craig. Craig was a super cool dude. He was one of those super chill skater types, and he was hard to miss. Everything he wore was super loud and really vibrant, and he was always so excited when he came in. I considered him to be a friend at this point because of how much he came in and how often we had spoken with each other. On the day in question that this weird glitch happened, we ended up with a donation that had about six tie-dyed shirts that were super bright colors. One of them was pretty much highlighter pink and yellow, and as soon as I saw them, I thought about Craig because I knew that he would absolutely love them. I asked my manager if I could set them aside for him, and he was fine with it, so I put them in a bag behind the counter and waited for him to come in. That day, Craig actually came in, and I was super psyched to show him the shirts that had come in. He had a few items in his arms, and he walked up to the register, but something about him was off. He was definitely Craig. Same clothing, same look, same beanie in the middle of summer, but something about him was off. He didn't seem happy. He didn't seem to want to talk or anything like that. He just seemed to want to check out and leave. He handed me a shirt that was blue with a little This Is Fine cartoon dog on it. He paid, and he just left. He barely looked me in the eyes, honestly, and just walked away. I was a bit upset because he seemed to be in such a bad mood, but I let it go and accepted that he was having a bad day, so I would show him the shirts next time he came in. After I finished ringing him up, I needed to use the restroom, so I closed my register and made the quick run to the back. I did what I needed and ran back to my station. Within a couple of minutes, I was standing there waiting for someone to ring up when I see Craig walking towards me. Except, this time, he was his normal self. He was a seriously happy guy, and he seemed like he was happy to see me and was super talkative. After a bit of conversation... I went over and grabbed the shirts from the side and showed them to him, and he was super excited, to the point that he wanted all of them. 
I mentioned to him that I was going to show him when he was in a little bit earlier, but he seemed like he was in a bad mood. And from that, he got really confused. He told me that he had not been in earlier. I mentioned that he came in and bought a shirt with the little cartoon dog on it, and he looked shocked. He then handed me the shirt that he was going to buy originally, and sure enough, it was that same shirt. It was the little cartoon dog sitting there on front of the shirt. It had the little speech bubble that said, This is fine. And it was an identical shirt to the one that he, or I guess the other guy, that I thought was him, bought around 20 or so minutes prior. I wasn't really sure what to say, so I just kind of let it go. He was pretty clearly freaked out by the whole thing, but he's the type to laugh stuff off like this and say, Oh wow, that's really freaky. I have no idea who that first Craig was, though. He responded to me calling him Craig. He said hi like he knew me. He just seemed like he was super depressed and didn't want to talk. But then, the second Craig was super happy and acted like his normal self. I guess that the Matrix glitched and spawned Craig in twice that day, but I'm glad that the normal Craig is the one that kept coming back. I work in the industrial district of my city. It's one way in and one way out, so we call it the island. There's a single convenience store, and last night I stopped by as I usually do after work. There were no cars, but at least 20 or so tourists. I see this often, but I saw no bus this time. As I got my stuff and got in line... I began getting looks from all of them, like I was out of place. I just kept to myself and stood in line. A minute later, a couple of ladies from the group came and stood in line right next to me, not slightly behind me by any means, directly next to me. The line moved forward, we moved forward, we got to the register, we put our stuff down. I'm just flat out confused, but the cashier only rang me up for my stuff. As I left, a group of them were walking directly towards my car. At this point, I'm getting nervous. As I walk closer to my car, the group is almost intentionally walking to it. Then, one guy stops about two feet from the driver's door and just stands there. I shuffle between him to open my door and the guy looks at me and asked me a question in a language that I did not understand. I just silently got in my car and started it. I took one last glance over, and about six of them were all standing, a few feet from my car, in a line with blank stares. I drove off and felt like I was in a dream for most of the ride home. At first I thought it was a cultural thing inside the store, where the bigger the group, the tighter the line or something, but... The car experience still has me a little freaked out. I had nice tweezers like 
the ones with super sharp blades on the ends. I only ever had the one like that. It didn't come in a pack with multiple sizes or different kinds. Well, I have a very, very small bathroom, and one day a few months ago I dropped the tweezers in the toilet. They were definitely inside the toilet bowl, in the water. I looked at them and was bummed that they were the toilet's tweezers now. I wasn't about to stick my hand in the toilet for tweezers, no matter how good those tweezers were, so I just flushed them. They definitely flushed down, never to be seen again, or so I thought. About a month later, I was in the kitchen and the exact same tweezers were sitting on the kitchen counter. I asked my partner if maybe they bought another pair, or even if they came back into the toilet bowl after the flush and they grabbed them and washed them, but they said no, and that they didn't even know they were there. It's only us two here, so it would have had to have been one of us. Whatever. I was stoked because those tweezers were my favorite. Fast forward to like two to three months later, and the tweezers were sitting on my coffee table because I used them all the time. Then, one day, they were just gone again. I moved every single thing off of that table. I looked under the table, under the couch with the flashlight, even in my purse and pockets just to make sure that I didn't accidentally take them anywhere. Nope, they are gone again. Is it a glitch? Helpful monster that lives in the toilet? A portal in my house? I could see losing them off of the coffee table or accidentally throwing them away or something. Tweezers are small. They're easy to overlook or pick up accidentally with something else and throw them away, but flushing them down the toilet only for them to end up on my kitchen counter? That's weird. Okay, this happened quite a few years ago. I read the flowchart, and it's appropriate to post here, but just to confirm, I was over 18, not under the influence of anything, wasn't tired, etc. I had been living across the country, and had just moved back to my hometown. I was going to rent a room from a couple, but they ended up being creepy and inappropriate. And to give me time to figure out where I was going to live, I stayed with family and friends. It was fall, and they wanted to take me to do something fun, so we went to this place called Apple Hill. It's a few hours away from where we live. We stayed overnight at a hotel. I had brought a gold set of MAC makeup brushes that my aunt had given me. When we got back home... I realized I couldn't find one of the brushes. I checked my bag in the floor of the truck that we drove in super well. I assumed it must have fallen out of the truck somehow, or rolled away in the hotel room, even though we looked under the bed when we left, something my paranoid mom taught me to do. I was bummed, but I moved on. Fast forward eight months... In that time, I had moved back east because I couldn't find anywhere to stay after the weird roommate situation, and I couldn't stay with our family friends long term. 
Then I found a good roommate and moved back again. The reason I mention all of this is because I did not find or have my lost makeup brush in that time. Keep in mind that my makeup bag was very small and I would have seen it. I had just moved into my new apartment. I was 20 and hadn't acquired many things yet. I had zero furniture, not even a bed frame yet. My room literally just had a mattress. So, one afternoon, I was lying on the floor on my stomach, just messing around on my laptop. I was looking at social media, Pinterest, etc. I got up at some point to go to the bathroom, and when I stood up, I saw the missing makeup brush just lying there in the spot that I had been laying. I was shocked and felt kind of insane. It was not there when I laid down. My floor was spotless, so there was nothing that it could have been hiding in or under. I wasn't wearing anything with pockets that it could have fallen out of. I also didn't feel a lump or anything underneath me when I was laying there. There is zero possible explanations. Anyways, it was such a weird and random glitch to have happen. It drives me nuts to think that I'll probably never understand how or why it happened. This happened about one and a half years ago. I came home and sat on my couch to watch a little television before bed. I took off my smartwatch and set it on the arm of the couch, and then went back to watching TV while taking off my earrings. I held my earrings in my hand for a few minutes, and decided to get up and take my items to my room. When I reached for my watch, it wasn't there. Naturally, I looked on the floor, and then felt in the cushion right next to me, nothing. I got on the floor and looked under the couch and coffee table and again came up empty. I pinged my watch from my phone and I heard it inside the couch. I continue pinging my watch and it sounds like it's underneath the cushion next to where I was sitting. Weird. As I went to remove the cushion, this was precisely the moment I realized the cushions were stitched to the couch and unable to be removed. It was a new couch at the time. I'm now lying on the floor between my couch and coffee table, reaching under my couch. I could feel my watch resting above the lining that is attached to the bottom, and I have no idea how it got there. Under the middle cushion, no less. I reach between the middle cushion and the back of the couch, as well as the left cushion and the arm looking for a hole that it could have slipped through. I do find one on the left side, but I don't understand how it slid just right, went into the hole, and then had enough momentum to slide to the center of the couch, all without me noticing. One minute later, I'm cutting a hole in the lining under my couch to retrieve my watch, and I still have no idea how it got there. Okay, so this literally just happened. I was cooking a pizza in the oven and sitting in the chair that I always sit in watching YouTube. Uh, 
I get up to take the pizza out and cut it, grab a Coke, and I go sit down at the table. When I get ready to sit down, I reach for my AirPods case, which is always kept in my left pocket, to prop my phone up against to watch YouTube. But it's not there. Side note, I'm wearing a pair of pants that have shallow pockets, so things falling out of them is not really uncommon. Also, I was wearing the AirPods the whole time. So, I go back to the chair that I was just sitting in to check to see if the case had fallen out of my pocket and into the crack between the cushions. I checked the chair and put my hand down the side to see if my case was there. It wasn't. I was actually quite hungry, so I decided to just use a towel to prop my phone up with while I eat and to look for my case later. After eating my food, I do a thorough check of my living room and the kitchen and find nothing. I even checked the chair again, this time taking the cushions completely off. Nothing. I figured it must have fallen out of my pocket while sitting upstairs on the couch, as this has happened before. So, I go to check upstairs. Nothing. But something weird did happen. My second cat came upstairs while I was doing this, and she almost never comes upstairs. My other cat was already sleeping up there, probably completely unrelated, but I did find it odd. I relented, and I decided to stop looking and try again later, thinking that I may remember something that I had forgotten. I go to sit back down in the chair, but before I do, I decided to check under the cushions one more time. And my AirPods case was there. It was in a spot that I could not have possibly missed the first time I checked under the cushions. This has genuinely spooked me. Has anyone else experienced anything like this? I lost my beloved high school class ring several years ago, at work. When I noticed, I tore apart my desk, my purse, my clothes, my pockets, my car, and my house. I even combed through the office on multiple floors. I asked my manager, coworkers, and my housekeeping staff to keep an eye out for it. At home, I decided to wash my purse and search the washer and dryer to see if laundering the bag would somehow shake it out. Nothing in the washer or dryer, and nothing in the purse. Weeks go by, and I'm devastated, as my dad bought me that ring and helped me to customize it. I was so upset. Eventually, I accepted that it probably slipped off my finger outside due to the cold weather, and was most likely gone forever. I even started looking into jewelers who could potentially recreate it for me. A couple of months later, my purse is sitting inside my desk drawer at work. I take it out to go on lunch and reach inside to grab my phone, and the ring is sitting right there on my phone. It was definitely my ring, in the same condition that I knew it to be. 
My full name is engraved on it, along with all the customizations that Dad and I picked out when I was in high school. I was absolutely blown away. I wondered if maybe someone found it around the office and chose to return it anonymously by dropping it in my purse, no questions asked. The only problem is that my purse was locked up inside my desk drawer, and I was the only one with the key. I was overjoyed to have my beloved ring back, but still completely baffled. How could it vanish for months and then just show up one day in plain sight? I still think about it to this day, and it gives me the creeps. This just happened earlier today. I was driving to work at around 6.45 a.m. The sun wasn't up yet, but it was glowing behind the mountains. Traffic was heavy that morning, and I was cursing at myself for not leaving a little bit earlier. I had snoozed my alarm twice, since I felt a bit tired from going to bed late the night before. One important note... I was wide awake when this happened, so it can't be chalked up to hallucinations or being sleepy. Also, no history of medication, drugs, or anything else that would alter my mental state. Alright, on to the glitch. The road I was on had a section of trees ahead where it curved and turned twice. I made sure to keep my distance from the car ahead of me, since people often don't break for the first turn until they were right on top of it. Anyway, I looked down at the clock to see what time it is. I stared down at it for a second because the clock was off by two whole hours. It said that it was 4.50 in the morning. Oh well, just something wrong with the clock, I thought. I would need to fix it later. But... When my eyes came back up to the road, I noticed it was pitch black outside. The sun was no longer glowing behind the mountains. It damn near looked like midnight out on that rural highway. I looked around in utter confusion. The vehicles ahead of me were gone now, nowhere to be seen. I came up to the turn in the road, swung around it, and the upcoming bend and I got clear of the tree line. Still, no sign of the sun or traffic. I was bewildered. I'd be way too early for work now, so I glanced back down at the clock again, and what do you know, the time changed. 6.55. I again spent a good second eyeballing the clock in total shock. Because of this... I had to hit my brakes to avoid a collision with the vehicle in front of me, the same one that I had been following earlier. The sun had returned as well, glowing behind the mountains. I've been thinking about it all morning at work. What the hell happened? Did I glitch back in time two whole hours? The other day, my husband went to get a new goldfish to join our tank. 
He ended up getting two. Translation problem, we live in Vietnam. Two black moors to join Frank, the other black moor, and Hot Dog, the catfish. I saw two in the bag and was surprised. I asked him why he decided to get two, and he said the lady misunderstood him. So we put the bag with two goldfish in the tank and let the water temperature acclimate. A little while later, we opened it up, and one goldfish swam out. Paranoid, we searched the filter system, the ground and surface surrounding the tank, even though the bag was partially submerged when we opened it, and nothing. And Hot Dog, greedy bastard though he is, is much too small to swallow an entire black moor whole. I tried to rationalize it as the folds in the plastic bag containing the fish made us see double, but we had both clearly seen them swimming in different manners and directions. It's been about a week, and we definitely have two, not three, goldfish. Just a few nights later, I'm making a late night snack for my husband. I take out exactly three pieces of bacon, thinking they'll perfectly fit the bacon cheese jalapeno melt that is the end goal. I specifically remember the number of pieces, as they were intentionally planned to fit the sandwich. I turn away to butter the bread for the sandwich, and when I look back, there are two rashers of bacon. The husband's playing Elden Ring, boss fight online, so... I know he's not sneaking half-cooked pieces of bacon from the pan in the kitchen. Plus, he only likes extra crispy bacon. Are we both going mad? Do we have a hungry poltergeist? My gran always said things happen in threes, so I'm just waiting for a fried egg or cup of tea, or one of my piano keys to disappear now. Let me tell you a little story about hoses and vacuums. I know, it sounds boring. First, some background. I'm a stay-at-home mom to five kids. I do all the budgeting, planning, shopping, cleaning, essentially managing the house. Nothing happens in the house that I don't oversee. During 2020, when all the kids were home during lockdowns, I took it as a special project to make our grass as healthy as possible, and to raise a garden. Since we were spending so much time at home, soft green grass was very important. I watered it twice a day by hand. One thing is that I have a very large yard. It's about three quarters of an acre, and I have very long hoses that I have repaired multiple times with wire braces and duct tape. My hoses would stretch until I felt like I was going to rip them out of the wall, but still, the water would fall about ten feet too short, even when I was spraying with as much pressure as I could. Both the front and backyards needed to have watering cans to do the last little bit. Now, let me tell you about my vacuum. It's pretty much the same. It would reach everywhere in the house except for one little corner. Boring. But one day, a week ago, all three would reach. The hose easily hits the back wall with space to spare. 
all the duct tape and corrections that I've made to the hose are still there. The front yard can spray way past the edge and into the street. The vacuum hits the corner. All three are long enough at the exact same time. Also, I noticed this on a Tuesday. My son was asking to go to confession, we're Catholic, and so I told him that it would not be a problem. Confession would be at 11 a.m. It has been on Tuesday at 11 a.m. every single week for many years. When I said this, my husband turned and looked at me confused. He said, Confession's never on Tuesday. I told him not to be ridiculous, because I'm in charge of the scheduling and this is something I know like the back of my hand. We've gone as a full family once a month on Tuesdays. I looked at the calendar, and not only was confession not on Tuesdays, it wasn't written down at all. It has always been written down. I looked it up online. It's on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Previous handouts from church say Saturdays at 4. Four changes at the exact same time. Editing to add, while I am the only person who remembers the confession appointment, everyone else remembers the hoses and vacuums not being quite long enough. This is kind of a silly story that needs a bit of context. Last weekend, I hosted a cookout for my mom's birthday. A friend of mine brought over a 12-count variety pack of ranch water, which includes three cans of each flavor. For the record, and breaking character from this narration, ranch water is not ranch dressing in water like I thought it was. It is tequila with seltzer water. At the end of the day, there was a handful of loose drinks left, a few beers and seltzers, including one can of spicy ranch water. I especially took note because it's my partner's favorite flavor, so I left it in there for them. And, to confirm this, a few days after the party, my partner points out the spicy ranch water in the fridge and asked if I had saved it for them, to which I confirmed yes, I saved it for them. I don't particularly like the spicy flavor. I prefer an original or lime with chamoy. During the week, I had one of the beers. It was a local IPA with very distinct packaging and flavor. Cut to this weekend, me and my partner go out of town. My brother agreed to watch my dogs, so I picked up a six-pack for him when I dropped my pups off. We returned and went to go pick them up. My brother hands me an original flavor ranch water, same brand, to take home with me. It's very typical for me and my brother to gift each other a single beer or bit of weed or whatever whenever we see each other. I placed the ranch water in the bag that I had the dog stuff, food, treats, etc. Now I'm home, and my partner went home as well, but was coming back to stay the night. I'm putting things, snacks from our trip, away in the fridge, and I notice an original ranch water in the fridge. So, I think to myself, maybe my partner put it in there and took the spicy one to their house. 
makes sense. It seemed the cans literally swapped places in the fridge. Then, I find the original ranch water my brother gave me in the bag with all the dog stuff. I go to put it in the fridge, and now there are two originals with no spicy. I was weirded out initially. There was no other ranch water, aside from the spicy beforehand. My partner comes back and I ask them. No, they didn't exchange it, nor did they grab it. I'm tripped up. I'm currently drinking the ranch water my brother gave me and the other is still in the fridge. Sans spicy. I'm still so confused by this. I'm generally pretty aware of what is in my home and fridge, and my partner isn't the type to just take things without giving me a heads up. Plus, they were in my home for just a few minutes, helping me bring things in from the trip. This also doesn't explain the extra original. But anyways, thanks for reading. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well. <laughs>